31-disc Lord of the Rings 4K Blu-ray box set is the most Lord of the Rings yet. Fuck Ultimate yes. Ultimate Edition includes all six films, so it's including The Hobbit, <laughs> uh, in theatrical and uh, extended form. You get both. Sick. That's I, nice. I fucking want all of that. The, uh, Peter Jackson should take a Star Wars special edition pass at these movies and just put unnecessary <laughs> CGI in them. Oh, like, man, all the nerds online that are going to be like, Oh my god, people of color in Lord of the Rings? That, 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 is the, uh, that is what they plan to do. Yeah. yeah. Put, well, they want to re release it in China, so they're going to put it just, just throughout. Just put it, oh, man, like, so, like, so they briefly uh, announced a while ago for the Lord of the Rings Amazon show that, like, either they're going to put in a person from the queer community or a person of color. Okay. And like immediately, sure. like like a regular person who gives a shit, who gives a fuck, like you and me, it doesn't invalidate anything. And for all we know, it's going to be good. Sure. So even if you disagree with the decision to include characters like that, it's not right. going to ruin the legacy of the original shit. But like going to YouTube, like the first video that pops up about it is just like, oh, is <laughs> like is token embracing like cancel culture and like what? You know what I mean? Like. They're getting really pissed off that the Amazon show is going to have a uh, diverse cast. Oh, shit. Yeah, and Rude. it's like, just yeah. fucking come on. But the haters can hate because that fucking Shang-Chi movie made fucking bank this last week. Did, did you end up seeing it? No, no we haven't. Uh, apparently like, it's very good. Me, me, me and my girlfriend are big MCU people. Sure. However you want to... Marks. Yeah, Marks, yeah. I guess. Um, but like... I guess we're marks because we only care about the big names. Right. Because it's like, who the fuck is Shang-Chi? But, but yeah, but like, what what is a big name, right? Because like, the Avengers are not even the big names. No, the but X-Men like, are the big names. Right, but like, we knew who Black Widow was going like into the first, like, sure. into Iron Man oh, you know, And fair enough, because Shang-Chi in the, in the comics is like a fucking footnote. Like, yeah. He's just, he is a guy who exists. Yeah, but, and yeah. like, I'm already so burnt out on the MCU. Like, when I saw Black Widow, I was just like, this yeah. is the worst fucking piece of shit. When I was watching Loki, I'm like, I could totally do without this. Like, this is doing nothing for me. So you're a disenfranchised MCU, Mark. Hey, thanks for signing up. It's a public podcast. <laughs> yeah. Go speak myself, Lee, and Reed. No, actually... Uh, let's keep talking about race. Actually, and, and sorry, diversity. one quick I mean, thing. The, yeah. la- the last What If they did, finally they released good content because they did What If. So What If is a cartoon? Yeah, it's like... You remember Ultimate Spider-Man from 2003 on MTV? Barely. Yes, that style. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So they did a bunch of lame bullshit so far. Like, what if Sharon Carter was Captain America, and like, right. what if Doctor Strange was a dick? Uh, I mean, yeah, arguably, yeah, no. He's in the comics, he's done some stuff. No, any, but it's like all boring shit. So I'm like, where's all the weird stuff? Where's the zombies? Well, guess what? La- uh, guess what? The last episode was like, it was fucking zombies, and yeah, it was like, great. <laughs> okay, are they are they doing the actual comic book? Like story no, line. no, it was just like forty minutes. Here's a zombie scenario. If the heroes eat yeah, each no, other, it's it's an Infinity War when uh, Hulk goes to Earth. Instead, when he comes back to Earth, it's just a zombie apocalypse. Right. Yeah. So he wakes up. He's like, "Oh, well, fuck." Well, fuck. Yeah. That's it. Uh, what What the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah. So Shang Chi. It would have made more sense for Shang Chi to have the Netflix series and for Iron Fist in terms of booking. In terms of like where they are on the card, Iron Fist is a much bigger name. Oh yeah, but it, that uh, bold is. But that sale. Netflix show was like amongst the worst things. Yeah, it was done. already it was already uh, widely unanimously known as the worst of the MCU yeah. Netflix. He didn't shows. do nearly enough fisting. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. Uh, so Andrew Garfield maintains that he's not in this Spider-Man movie. And I thought it'd be funny that... Why did we always assume that all the Spider-Mans are showing up? Why can't it just be the villains? Because... Well, I think, like... What if, if Andrew Garfield just didn't get a call? Because if you're going to have Tony McGuire, you should have just have... Like, fuck it. Like, you should just have the other one. Okay. Like, it's like... <laughs> it's like saying, like, you know... Final Fantasy 13 shit, but if you're making your whole Final Fantasy collection, you might as well get it. You might as well put them in there. It's yeah. five bucks. <laughs> so the, the idea would be because Peter has revealed... Uh, Spider-Man is known in the in the MCU or, or the Sony-verse. Yeah, so everybody's it. like, we know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right, so now because the, the worlds are, are whatever uh, and these villains are coming in from the other universes, they are now going to know that Spider-Man in their world is, is Peter also Parker, Peter Parker. Which is a big, that's, but, that's no, a big problem. But you have to also question when exactly, like, because Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 was Doc Ock for a very brief period. And then he dies. Yeah. He robs a bank. Yeah, he robs a bank, basically, <laughs> then he dies. Yeah. So he must have been pulled out, like, bank ro- like mid-bank rob. You know what? That's when they'll be pulled out is mid-fight. What but if that's when that big machine at the end there... Like, the when end... Peter's holding up the wall. It's, it's all it's all kind of fucky. It all... It raises a lot of questions. I digress. It certainly does. Yeah. Uh, Video games. The, the multiverse is, is complicated, and Marvel is now hurtling towards doing it before DC does. Because DC's doing the whole Flashpoint thing where what's-his-name's returning is Batman and stuff. Michael Keaton's going to be Batman in that What? Movie. You didn't know this? What? The next Justice League, the next like DC thing will be like a Flashpoint-based thing where Flash is discovering... Dude, it's, it's like trying to remember Metal Gear lore. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a bunch of shit is retcon now. Some of it makes sense, some of it doesn't. Well, that's like Affleck's going to be... I guess that'll be. Is he bat? Is he gonna be Batman? Because they got this Robert. Pattinson I don't give a fuck. Movie coming out where he's Batman now. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, anyway, that. and you got Bullseye playing Penguin in that, in that movie. Colin, get Colin Farrell back. He's as what? Pen- as, as, as I was gonna say Bullseye, but no, Colin Farrell's Penguin is an Irish Penguin. Well, that's been seven minutes of of nonsense. Uh, Reed, let's talk a little bit about video games. I thought we were going to talk mostly about wrestling just because of the, the level of hype. Another grab bag episode as we figure out what we want our You know what, maybe we be. can do a Sultan's episode with Andrew because he's been super hyped lately about it. to talk about the wrestling. Yeah, about the wrestling. Yeah. He uh, he goes harder on WWE than we do. Oh, like, no. He, he rides them a little I harder. Think he, I think uh, he... It, it fuels his love for AEW in a way. It, that one, yeah. The, the it's always struggle. nice. No, it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I do agree. I, at the same time, I can't talk any shit because I also like it's so easy to compare. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Video games, right? <laughs> uh, well, it is pro wrestling versus uh, sports entertainment. So uh, you've been playing Metro Exodus. Yeah. Yes, sure. I have. I bought that on the weekend. What is that like? <laughs> um, so I, I just like I was like, man, what if I wanted to play Stalker, but it like. It wouldn't it confuse, to be easier. yeah, but it wouldn't confuse <laughs> the fuck out of me, and that's what Metro uh, Exodus is. It's so far been an absolutely like wonderful fucking game that I, I'm curious why it wasn't more um, based on uh, novels. Are they Polish? Yeah, pol- uh, Polish or Russian novels yeah. uh, called Metro, it's, which is just maybe your your jam. Like yeah. you should actually be actively pursuing Polish fantasy. Yes, novels. I love Polish shit. Apparently, <laughs> I'm like Stalker, Witcher, Metro. This shit's great. So anyway, I it's nuclear it's the, apocalypse. It's a, it's a nu it's a nuclear apocalypse. It's a yeah. apocalypse. People are living in the metro tunnels of like Moscow and that. Yeah, so that's what twenty thirty three and last light were yes. about. Uh, in Exodus, you immediately leave the you metro. Leave. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm like, okay. 
they discover that this has all been bullshit. Um, oh, really? That like it's been safe the whole time. That yes, like as soon as you get outside a certain distance from Moscow, like the air is breathable and like Sick. totally fine. Then you eventually find a jamming signal that. Uh, has been blocking outside and inside communication, like okay. radio communications, and they're like, we had to do this. The war is still on. It's only been like Who's tw- been fighting? 20, 30 years. I guess it's the States and 20, 30 Russia. 20, years. Uh, okay, the, so Russia is infighting? It's like a civil war? No, no, no. Like, they're like, we're still being attacked. I guess whoever they were at, Russia was at war with. Sure. You don't know this. Yeah. Okay. So you're, the guy you're with is just like, like, sorry, we had to do this. Otherwise, everybody would have been calling out radio signals and we would have been nuked again. He's like, okay, and you're like, all right, whatever. But you guys accidentally fuck up the radio shit anyway, so you have to leave Moscow. And your commander's just like, ah, oh, whatever. It had to be done eventually. But don't worry, all of the government outside of Ma- Moscow assembled at this place called the Ark. It's a big old bunker. It'll be flourishing with people. They never blocked out communications or anything. So we'll go there. We'll hook up with the army. Then we'll fight the enemy. So in the in the novels. Uh, human Gene novel from Universe Metro 2033, July 6th, The Great War in 2013 takes place as a result of a nuclear exchange in the Middle East becoming a global battle. The Moscow 2010 uh, Metro bombings were suicide bombings carried out by two Islamic... Uh, that happened... Okay. Uh, roughly 20 minutes from that. Was, that, was this real? Did this happen? No, no, okay, no. That, no. In 2010, there was an actual Moscow oh, oh. Uh, Metro uh, bombing. So you got a specified video game in this uh but yes who's the enemy in metro exodus okay but what, uh, whoever the enemy is that's at war with russia so cool. that's that's the plan okay <laughs> so, so there's okay. monsters i played yeah, the first yes game. there's mutants and yes. they're not easy to kill particularly. how much time has passed since bombs dropping 20 years i believe okay so just like fallout 76 well, so like 20 something years because this this is briefly after metro 2033 yeah um so in real life chernobyl we have uh, animals there. We're now studying them, and we're like, "Oh, we got puppies, and and their hair has changed color. Or we got birds, and they look like this now, or they look like that before." No. In in video game fiction, twenty years means uh, full on. Yeah. So you have <laughs> so you have like the metro ghouls, like follow sure. ghouls, if you want to call it's like them zom- zombie boys. Yeah. You have uh, packs and packs of mutated rodents, essentially. Oh, yeah. and if you kill one, they start swarming you from behind and on the sides. Like they're very <laughs> clever. Okay. And then you have giant flying like bat gargoyle people things, and okay. they're fucking really <laughs> so hard to kill. Demons? Yeah, they'll just pick <laughs> you up and drop you and shit. Damn, um, that's pretty cool. But it's way different in Fallout in that it's a bunch of different small open worlds, so different varieties of sure. uh, locations, so grasslands, snowy lands, uh, boats, water, all that shit. So uh, what are you trying to do in the game? So it's a survival horror-based game. You're essentially trying to get your train moving from area to area until you reach the Ark. Okay. Even though when you go to the radio, the commander's just like, I did it, Artyom. I found the Ark. I radioed them. They talked to me. We're great. We're set. Listen to our conversation. And he's just like, hello, is this the Ark? And they're like, uh, uh, the Ark? Yep, yep, that's us. We're sure, sure so, are the so Ark. So you're pretty sure it's all on the level. Yeah. It's just yeah. a bunch of pirates. Yeah, and... yeah. Like, the, it was the equivalent of Han Solo being like, everything's fine, <laughs> everything's it's all fine good. Here. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they made it a bit too obvious and on the sure. nose. Anyway, but yeah, it's a survival horror kind of game, so ammo is scarce. Uh, um, so are you a consistent main character between all the three games? As yes, well, Artyom. Artyom. Okay. Um, so it's so it's slow, methodical based. You have a bunch of gadget, like not a bunch of yeah. gadgets. You still have like the gas mask. So you that. have to put on a gas yeah. mask in certain areas. You have to make sure that you're changing your filter. You yeah. have to charge up your flashlight all battery. That survival shit. Um, so it's really encouraged that you 
take out as many enemies silently as possible just because it's not good to get into a prolonged firefight. You don't have the ammo, right. and it's really easy to die. Um, but that's what I love about it. There's extensive customization to weapons, which is really fun. You can constantly switch them in and out. Or all the weapons were a lot of, like, uh, makeshift pipes. Yes, like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really neat in that sense. Um, so there's lots of places to explore together, supplies to craft stuff, not unlike Last of Us almost. Sure. Um, but like the player speed is really slow. There's almost no HUD in the game, which is really nice because the game is fucking Immersive. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, there's no music. The sound cool. design is fantastic. Great game. Loving it so far. Highly recommend. Do you think you'll go back and play the older ones? Because they're, I think, a bit more still. Yeah, they're linear. Yeah. Which is what I'm not super interested in. If I'm going to play a linear first-person shooter, I'm going to play something like Doom. Sure. Or there's a bunch of old school FPS games I've been looking at into that I've seen on some channels. Uh, <laughs> Do you want Singularity? I got a copy. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to. No, not that. No, I'm talking old school style. I should say. Yeah. Singularity um, also kind of has that that same aesthetic as Metro. Yeah, so. but essentially Metro Exodus is what I've been playing besides Alien Fire Team Elite. But there's nothing new to report on that fucking Xeno, game. Xenomorph fucking. Oh, oh, wait. There's one thing. Oh. So you were like, people were pissed that they were jobbing out the Xenomorphs. I don't know that they were pissed. It was just like you took the you took the boogeyman, you multiplied them forty times. They kayfabe it. Okay. So um. The regular Xenos that you're killing all throughout the game are bred from animals off planet. So okay. they're all small, like dog like likes. Yes. Water yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they run in on all fours. Sure. It's the drones and the warriors, the big ones that take all four people to Is that like, is that focus. like canonical? Yes. Okay. They talk about it in and the game. You shoot out a window and suck one out into space. No. <laughs> okay, well then. The game is limited in that sense. <laughs> also, best flamethrower in video games. What that's that's tough, because Flamethrower would regularly be worst weapon in video games. No, this one is consistently good because of just the way they swarm you. Eventually, they yeah. just come in all sizes because they're aliens, and you have weapons and stuff. So you just take out the Flamethrower, and you can just fucking... Boom, down. Yeah, and it's it's very consistent. It's very nice. I'm a big fan. I think the problem... I mean, there's a lot of problems with Flamethrowers in video games, but I think <laughs> stopping power is a big one. Um, I think that enemies continuing to walk towards you after they are on fire yeah because in most games you have a, yeah. you have a, a stun if you will or a yeah. quick stagger yes when you hit them with bullets so, <laughs> right yeah, i agree the, which the flame doesn't have yeah which you think it would have more than anything yeah uh but anyways flame what have you been playing boyfriend dungeon has I, I beat the boyfriend dungeon yesterday did you get the boyfriend uh so here's how the game wraps up i don't know if the so i'm thinking i didn't even look this up but i'm assuming that your final interaction with each of the boyfriends, as it were, is based on uh, your entire run with them, at what level of affection you are at with them. Even though you just level up from one to six, you unlock all their abilities, and when you hit six, it's considered a max relationship. You don't actively uh, end up like Romantic. shunning any of them. And then, yes, you don't end up actually, as far as I know, with the characters that I chose to be most affectionate with, you don't end up fucking. It's more of like a... But it it's, was, but is it romantic though? It it gets less romantic as the game goes on. So as you as you kind of peek over the level four to level six, uh, you definitely get more options to to be more flirtatious or lead things that way. Um, I don't know if certain characters maybe allow you to. I had one character, uh, so Sun Sunder the the vampire guy, as we talked about. How I've uh, the vampire the vampire. <laughs> uh, so I've basically been like just nonchalant just like kind of dismissing him all along the way oh playing the and then he comes, to, to, get. He comes to your apartment 
and uh, you have to invite him in because he's a vampire. Come on, this, yeah, this stick with fiction stuff. people. And uh, he br- he breaks up with you, but in my case, I was never like with him, so it was like, kind of funny. Uh, and it ma- it makes you because the writing is is pretty solid throughout. It makes you read it as like, oh, this guy thought something was going on here that wasn't. And uh, there's a moment before that we were in the dungeon and we came across this thing and he's like, a bunch of billiards tables. And he's just like, why would they put all these billiards tables on this dance, a perfectly good dance floor? And I'm like, hey man, billiards are, he couldn't believe that b- people would like pool over dancing and we had a little bit of a falling out over that. Uh, so <laughs> in my head canon, that's why he's just like, I gotta cut it off. And then he's got like a, like a goth friend and she comes to the door and she's like, hey... Uh, so you know are you alright and all that and I'm like yeah it's fine and she's like do you want a hug and I'm like no get out of here <laughs> and I'm like so now I'm curious of like can can those relationships go differently because the characters I did choose to be more affectionate with had a more affectionate ending um, but they also take the reins from you at a certain right, point right but there's never any punishment if you quote unquote no. romance multiple people no 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 you like you'll never have a polyamorous char- yeah you'll never no. have a character show up and be like I can't believe like, you're I fucking one woman guy I yeah, can't believe yeah. you're fucking Sid from Final Fantasy 6 what yeah. the hell what? <laughs> very specific <laughs> uh, no no the, the characters even though they end up interacting with each other uh, they do not uh, they do not seem jealous of one another um yeah, I, like I think that. there's positives and negatives to that, personally, especially yeah. with a game where the romance thing seems like such a central part of the game, right? It's, it seems that the romance thing just kind of, it just ends. Like, the, the storyline is as such, it's not a very long game, obviously, it's like 20, yeah. 25 hours to do everything. Uh, there's two dungeons in the game, and then a big boss fight at the end. So essentially, there's three bosses Do you in the fight game. God at the end? You fight the boyfriend dungeon which is your fear of intimacy and it's represented by a giant heart with lasers oh uh, and then you get through that, yeah yeah so you yeah. fight god uh, and then you get through <laughs> that and it's like a big mosaic face that represents uh basically every time you've been horny in your life uh and then you get and then he's like give me a kiss before you go i'm like absolutely this you know is what like, i've also kissed god on the cheek you know i've also uh, played persona 5 Yes, but in Persona 5, you're getting, like, hand jobs and stuff. No, no, that's not happening. That's not happening in the no, boyfriend but, dungeon. No, uh, yeah, there's positive and negatives to that. I think Persona 5 found a decent balance in that regard because you can romance multiple people and you're not going to have anybody come up to you and be like, I can't believe you're romancing this person. Right. And their social link goes down. Persona 3 did that, and I think Persona 4 might have done that. I played Persona 4, I don't even remember, because I was so good. Um, well, usually, but, yeah, usually games have a, a turning point where it's just like it, you choose one or the other. Yeah, right? uh, but, I Mass think, but if you did romance multiple people in Persona Five, there would you would get a specific cutscene yeah. where all the other you romances, fuck all of them. Blind, yeah, blind. yeah, all the other romances <laughs> come up to you and they all basically have a comedy scene where they're like, "You fucking pig," and they slap you, and then they don't give a shit the rest of the game. Okay, then when you're because when you're leaving town, you still go up to them and they're still just like, still like you a lot. One of them still has to win, Reed. Yeah, like the teacher, like, for God's sakes, the teacher who's like late 20s is talking to this six-year-old kid is like, you know, maybe a couple years you'll buy a house over here. And you're like, you're like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what if in a couple of years all of a sudden I decide to like, I'm, whatever, whatever. Anyway, yeah, but how much did you pop when those two fuckers decided to call a sexy maid service and their teacher showed up? I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> But that's that's the best part of personas is those yeah. dumb slice of life like yes. it's a couple of teenagers that get a maid service like that shit's great. And at that point, my protagonist was like, "Well, now it's decided." Well, yeah, I must get Bold, hand jobs. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, hand job teacher, best character in the game, other than goth doctor, I guess. Oh, punk. Yeah, yeah my yeah. first romance. Get her level five. Get the SP regeneration accessory. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Clear a dungeon in one go, baby. Fuck yeah. Uh, so. 
Boyfriend Dungeon. Uh, again, it was free on Game Pass. It's totally worth the money if you are going to pay for it. The writing is very strong. The ending fizzles out. And the the villain that we talked about, uh, and it was a little controversial where this person's like invasively coming at you, uh, that wraps up very unsatisfyingly as well. Uh, oh, he's just like defeated or what? Well, because he's been taking pieces of the weapons who end up being your boyfriends and he makes like a monster who's going around murdering people. And then it's up to you to take care of this monster. But this, there's no... There is no... The person realizes the error of their ways, but it's unsatisfying. Uh, you almost want to see him... Like, so no one dies in this game? It's like it's like Seymour in FF10, who's also a creep. Yeah. And, like, you kill... Actually, this guy's got big Seymour vibes, yeah. now that you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, so you kill him the Doesn't first... Doesn't have the long fingers, Yeah, you, you kill him the first time, and it's yeah. this big epic thing. It's after the wedding. It's this big moment. Right. You're like, fuck yeah. And he shows up at Mount Gagazette kind of all of a sudden, and he's like, I killed a bunch of Ron, so now I'm going to kill you guys. And you're like, okay, I'm still kind of invested, I guess. Yeah. Like, this seems kind of come out of nowhere. And then you go to Sin, and he's like, I'm here to do it the last time. You're like, bitch, I know I'm fighting Sin after this. Like, clearly, you got nothing. And then you dummy him, and you're like, you really fucking watered... FF10 is my favorite game, by the way. Oh, wow. But, like, you really watered down Seymour by the end. So it sounds a similar situation of, like, they're afraid to commit to the creepiness. Right. Except in the, in the case of, like, Seymour, there's a point in the game where you do dislike him. You do want to take oh, him down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where in this game, this guy's more of a nuisance to what you're trying to do minute to minute. Like, you are trying to fuck and, and dungeon crawl, and this guy's just there to mm. to stalk you, essentially. And then he becomes the, the main crux of the ending. Uh, but you also have a cousin character in this game that I've talked about. Uh, and they're the worst character in the game, in my opinion. Uh, they lead you on. They assume things in this conversation with you. Like, lead, lead you on. They, they lo- not lead you on. Like, I was like, another game? No, so one thing this game doesn't have is incest, coincidentally <laughs> enough. How many uh, incest games do you You gotta play? go to 12 minutes if you want. It's not that. Uh, this game's got everything else, though. Uh, so... Man, James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley handed those scripts, and they're like, man, this game sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they sign on to it, then they finally get to that one page, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's incest, isn't it? Yeah. Damn it. I mean, come on. One of them was in, in Star Wars, which is celebrates incest at every turn, right? People, well, it's, I'm people gonna love be, that shit. I'm going to be very interested to see, because like, every generation of Star Wars, the three trilogies, like you get like one or two survivors of sure. like their careers, I mean. Sure. So like Mark Hamill, his career survived in Harrison Ford, his career well, survived. Well, Mark Hamill's career survived because he switched into voice acting. Right, but it survived nonetheless. You could argue he wouldn't have gone into voice acting if he didn't have his credentials from Star Wars. Sure. Um, uh, the prequel trilogy, he had E. McGregor, in my opinion at least. He's been in a bunch of good stuff. But... But not re- not in the last ten years. No, but he yeah he's been in like Doctor Sleep. He was just in that Holston uh, uh, limited series and all this other shit. You can you can disagree if you want, but it's not, it's not like he's not like Hayden Christensen where he fell off the place of the face of the fucking planet. Sure, um, and that's, that's fair. This trilogy, I'm predicting possibly only Adam Driver, but Adam Driver is very good. Yeah, Adam Driver is is exceptional. Yeah, uh, Daisy Ridley. I think people are just uh, genuinely. Annoyed by she's—I don't know what it is. Kira she's, Knightley. Kind no, of thing she seems on. like a lovely person, and I sure. like Ray as a character. I didn't even give a fuck about the Mary Sue stuff. I'm like, yeah, Luke. Who cares? Luke is debatable. <laughs> I'm like Luke debatably. Also, he just kind of uh, Oscar like, Isaac, right? Was that him in that movie? Yeah. What about him? He's Moon Knight. He's, he's cool. He's Moon Knight. He's, he's going places. Uh, 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 Bodega. What's his name? 
Jason John Bodega. John, no, John he, Bodega. he was in Pacific Rim 2 that had like the rap song. Oh shit, I didn't watch Pacific Rim 2. Yeah, I'm assuming it's twice the robots. So maybe <laughs> I should watch it. <laughs> twice not worth watching. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I don't I I didn't like Finn as the character, so how do we get to Star Wars? Incest? Right. Yeah. Every time. Uh, so Boyfriend Dungeons already been playing a ton of Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I don't know if we really have anything to say on it other than people should try it out. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great great little game if you got a couple of buddies to play it with. I think we might be the only dedicated Ghost of Tsushima squad in the world. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're trying to work our way up to the max gear level so we can do the... the we're basically just trying to do all the content. Like, we got so good at it. So we're good. doing pretty good at it. Yeah. Yes, you do need to abuse smoke bombs and assassinations because you need to kill quickly, basically. Yeah. Uh, so the the first hurdle would be become a little more survivable in terms of getting stronger weapons and and and, and offense. just be comfortable with the fact that like you're going to be using your ninja tools, like I said, exploiting assassinations. That's right. And sneaking as which is how I play the single player. So it's not too much of a joke yeah for yeah me, yeah yes absolutely. Yeah. Well, when I play single player, I try I try to be a little more cinematic because it's not as hard. <laughs> And this one's just like here's like twenty five fucking enemies in one area. Well, they're balanced so that so you can hold your own against them for a long time. Like if you have to stall, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you, just, you have to you kill everything. Yeah, you spam roll. That's yeah. all you do. <laughs> Spamming roll, perfect parries. Uh, but when it comes down to the health bars and stuff like that, you you need backup. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's good. It's very good. Yep. Uh, Ghost of Sushi has no business being this good for uh, what was just a quickly yeah. added on. Well, when they thing. added it too, it was like, oh, that's bizarre. Like, because you never even thought of you never even thought of co-op in that game. It's like, like it's like Horizon Zero Dawn getting a fucking multiplayer. Think about like God of War, and if like oh, one of you plays as as you know, Atreus, <laughs> as 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 the Loki. Uh, anyway, spoilers. Wow. Uh, Sony will be doing a PlayStation showcase today. In Two hours. Yeah, just show me more Elden Ring. I don't even go. Show me, meow. Uh, yeah. So you want Elden Ring? I don't think that's what's going to be shown here. It doesn't say first and third parties, though. I think everybody obviously wants God of War Ragnarok, but I don't think this is that important. I, I think one. we get a teaser for God of War Ragnarok. Excellent. Because uh, I, I think if all things were equal, being there were I PlayStation would... fives on the counters. Uh, that they would be releasing when that game get, in like when April. When are you planning to get a PS5? When am I planning to get a PS5? Yeah. When I need to get one. Okay. They're releasing everything on PS4. I don't need one. I guess so. I don't well, like Ratchet and Clank. Returnal, whatever. Right, right, right. I was going to say, what would be a really nice spotlight before Ragnarok would be... To replay God of replay War. Replay God of War on I, the on That's the not what I do. I don't replay games before the next game comes out. Because oh, then I'm just burnt out on the next the Okay, game. that's fair. But uh, what a game. What a fucking game. What, well, absolutely. What a fucking me, game. Me and, there's, me and my buddy at work named Nick, we have a thing where every day pretty much we talk about how what, fucking what good is. how fucking good god is there, of war is. is there like a huge conversation to be had on it though in terms of like there are the story beats and there's the the emotional beats throughout <laughs> yeah, just, but then I mean, the 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 pull of playing the game is just the pacing of it just the, it's, the moving yeah and it's the yeah. reason why i say in modern video games the last with two is the best example of the opposite yeah. Of why I shouldn't say the opposite. It's another great example of why pacing is the most important thing in AAA modern releases, single in, player in narrative games. Sure. Yeah, in yeah. narrative based AAA single player games, it's the single most important thing. The reason yeah. why Last of Us Two, in my opinion, faulted its biggest error was the pacing. It was just way too long. Oh, and it was. It was also was so much content that it didn't need. I always I thought the pacing was good. I thought the purpose was bad. So like when you're going through that whole Abbey portion. 
The adventure of going from point A to B is fantastic. The reasoning why I am playing right. a eight-hour section, but I chalked it up to pacing. Yeah. I would have said if if I was the vo- game director of this, I'd be like, why would you not cut the Abby and Levy stuff and just have it be like a like a cutscene thing, a DLC? Yeah, and then so you can continue on with this single narrative. It keeps the story concise. The Abby stuff becomes a DLC. They were trying to tell too complicated a story. For 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 right. what it would allow, but like the single decision not to have those two stories be directly connected to one another is the single greatest fault of that fucking game. Sure. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Pacey, there it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, who knows what else we'll see here? We do have to talk about the Horizon controversy. So what happened was uh, last week a controversy, a little bit of controversy. Oh, the ten dollar thing. Uh, this is fucking so good. Um, so, so initially. Last year, we made the commitment to deliver free upgrades uh, for our cross-gen launch titles. And let's just take that so for a second. Free upgrades for all. They, they made a commitment to this. So any game that would be both on PS4 and PS5 would be a free upgrade. So if God of War Ragnarok, for example, yes. is going to be on PS4 and PS5, yes. why would I not just buy the PS4 version for $10 less right. and then upgrade for free? So the, the thing with this statement, I'll just read the rest of the statement and then explain, uh, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window we initially envisioned... Uh, we will stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Zero Dawn will be able to upgrade. This is a reaction to what they did announce last week, which was they decided they were just going to cut this off. The PS5 launch window is done, and that Horizon Forbidden West coming out in February would not be included in this, and that the PS4 and the PS5 versions would be separate with no upgrade path. Obviously, this is kind of shitty customer service on top of being completely contrary to what they said. The thing they didn't say, though, is what was considered the launch window. So basically, in what they're saying in this little little paragraph here is, we thought this game would be out in the launch window, but it's not. It's going to be out in, in, in spring. Uh, so we thought we would just charge you $10 more for the PS5 version and not offer a, a upgrade. There was another thing that was, uh, I don't have it here, but basically the, uh, the sorry, the big thing of text that was like, sorry, was like, hey, this was supposed to be a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West. And instead, it's been marred by blah, blah, blah. It's like a celebration as in pre-orders are opening now. Give us your, your money. That's the celebration. When you buy a game, or you're celebrating it. Right. Uh, and this is all so confusing. So there was confusing. three versions. Standard version, uh, special edition like Steelbook or whatever, and then the Regalia version, which is the huge statue. Uh, if you got the digital deluxe version, that would entitle you to PS4 and PS5. And if you got the Regalia edition, which doesn't come with a physical disc, you also get the digital deluxe version. Meaning if you buy the huge statue version for $250, $300, whatever, you get both versions. So, if you, read are going in to buy the game on the shelf, you are going to see PS4, $79.99, PS5, $89.99. And they basically, when the way they announced it was, if you buy the PS4 version, you cannot upgrade it to the PS5 version. You cannot. That was the old announcement. That was the original. This is what they wanted. This is what they got. Is that now they basically said, oh no, we'll we'll offer that that upgrade path for free. Our bad. At which point it's like, well then why is the PS5 version $10 more? And they don't have an answer to that. So there's no reason for you to buy the PS5 native version of this now. Where you can buy the PS4 version, which will upgrade for free for $10 less. Like, I think the solution here is... um... Don't charge $10 more for PS5 games if they're going to be on both consoles. Well, yeah. It's fine if it's Returnal and it's only on PS5. If yeah. you want to say $90, fine. Or like Demon's Souls. Yeah. But, but what are we paying that $10 for? It's Listen, yes, the PS5 is going to have more bells and whistles, better graphics, better performance, uh, DualSense, uh, whatever. 
If you want to say that's worth $10, that's fine, but that same game... The only way I can make it make sense in my head is because they're thinking of all the people that have PS5s but don't have PS4s. Like, like the 12 people that do, like, I'm sure they'll get their their fucking $120 from it, but most people (laughs) who own a PS5 have a PS4, so they're just going to buy the PS4 version upgrade for free. Well, the issue also is that, like, PS5s are still not readily available. So it's not like I can go buy it. I can be like, oh, fair. I'll go buy a PS5. You can't You can't simply do that. Right, at but point. at the same time, that doesn't also make sense what I just said because I can buy PS4 games on the PS Store on my PS5. Yes. So I would just go buy the PS4 version on the store digitally and then I'll download it and I'll be like, hey, want to upgrade to free PS5? And I'll be like, yeah. yep. Only that wasn't going to be the case. You would just be playing PS4 yeah, version. Yeah, so yeah, the question still, <laughs> yeah, then the question stands. You're right. Like, yeah. Why is this being charged ten dollars so, more? So, the, so the issue is the ten dollars because yeah. on Xbox it's smart delivery and the, the they never jacked up the prices. Seventy nine ninety nine remains the SRP on like first party stuff. So like Halo is going to be seventy nine ninety nine, but you buy it once. I don't have to worry about an upgrade path because I bought the game once. Yeah. So if I have Xbox One, PC, or whatever, I believe PC also counts for this. Uh, I don't actually know for sure. It's just going to give me. The ver- so if you download Horizon Forbidden West, you wouldn't even be aware if it was PS4 or PS5. It, the console would know it's a PS5 downloading it, and we're giving you the PS5 yes, version. Yes, and that is so much fucking simpler and easy for the consumer. Oh, uh, tell the people about uh, Final Fantasy VII and your save. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play the Yuffie DLC finally on yes. the PS5. There's a new 60 frames patch that they... This, Holy shit, look at all those frames. Yeah, the PS5 version of this game, if you yes. will. So I'm like... Integrate. Yeah, I'm, just to be safe, because I don't know how DLCs work, and I want to make sure I get the most out of it, I'm going to import my PS4 save where I beat the game. Right. So it detects that, hey, this guy's beating the game, and has this, he has this and that. So how did you do that? You uploaded it to PSN Plus? So, yeah, so I went on my PS4... And yeah. I, I remember distinctly before I sold it, I uploaded my Final Fantasy VII data. So I go to my cloud on my PS5, download my Final Fantasy VII data. Yep, perfect. No problems. No problems. I go to Final <laughs> Fantasy VII and I hit the import Final Fantasy VII PS4 data and it's like, doesn't detect it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Read it a bit closer the next time. And it's like, you have to upload it directly from the fucking video game yes i'm like that seems so counterintuitive and sure enough it's an entire separate game as far as the console is concerned yes so i press start on the game app and it says switch version i'm like oh great maybe i don't have to do and then i go to the ps4 version it's like no 60 gigabyte fucking download fuck you so you have to download download the ps4 PS4 version version just to upload your save yeah then i uploaded my saves yes then well you 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 converted them into PS5 saves. Yes, yeah, and then I, yeah. up, then I imported them to PS5 version, so I finally did the PS4 version so I could play fucking Interlude. Let me tell you about that DLC. I I didn't know why I didn't mention this earlier when I was talking about Metro. Maybe it's not so I started the I started the UP DLC, obviously. <laughs> sure. um, right away, it's like, God damn it, you guys, you can't do original content. Like, you fuck it up every time. I mean, they added all that content in the base game. That was fine. Like, the Jesse stuff, but that's like... How hard is that? That comes to, to mind, yeah. Yeah, but what else? Like, because all the stuff at the end I'm talking about. Yes. Like, when it comes You're to talking, this feels more like Crisis Core. Yeah, this is... Okay. No, not Crisis Core. I liked Crisis Core. Crisis Core is embarrassing. Some of the stuff it had is pretty... <laughs> like, Genesis is fucking cringe, but Angeal is nice. I like Angeal. Anyway. Transforms into a dog. What? That, that's all whatever. That's all whatever. It's more like uh, Advent Children. How about that? 
Okay, yeah. but, I, but Crisis Core and Advent so, Children. No, so more like Advent Children in the sense that, like, very awkward movements for the characters. Okay. Lots of characters In are, a way that the Final Fantasy VII remake itself didn't feel like Advent Children. It felt a little more still like yeah, the game. This just feels like another... This, yeah, this yeah. feels much more... Like, you know in Final Fantasy thirteen, no. How, like... <laughs> How all the characters had very exaggerated movements, and they yeah. all had like the Japanese, but they were all speaking English. Like what? the <laughs> God? Uh, oh. the player models look so realistic, but they are animated like they are shitty. Yeah, and I mean this so, yeah. in the nicest way. Tales of games. Yes, so it felt yeah. much more like the FF thirteen style that they proceed sure. with into fifteen Advent Children. Do you think that's just them cutting corners on yeah. the production? Yeah, I. I I can't get out of my head. It's maybe because Yuffie and this new guy that's with you just stick out like a sore thumb. Sure. But especially Yuffie because she's acting like a cute anime kid. So she's doing lots right. of the bending over. You're, you're with the doing arms it right up. now. Yeah. Like, people can't see this, but. Uh, and she's doing all that stuff. And it's just weird because um, the lip syncing isn't perfect. No. It's, it never is. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that and so like and it's all original characters too so it's like literally a character named fucking billy bob and you're like fuck nice. off um and they're all shitty looking and it's like it doesn't have that ff7 like it's once again we don't want this it's weird <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the problems you think this dlc would have lee it's, we don't want this if the dlc is exactly what do you think it's it's a slight improvement on the combat you saw in the base game sure because you be hand, UV the, handles yeah. so fucking well but the story content like you immediately run into sephiroth clones who are talking about genova uh oh and fucking ghosts lee Oh, you try to enter, I didn't know that. You try to enter Seventh Heaven and you get blown by, and Yuffie's like, "Whoa, that's weird." It just goes about her day after that. Yeah, like like Yuffie's just giving up on going in this bar. Yuffie, you're, you, they can't meet you yet. You have to. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, so <laughs> like, all right, it's just stinking of that shit. But Yuffie herself is handles fantastic. As far as the gameplay goes, handles yeah. fucking fantastic. So if you press triangle, she throws out her ninja star. And it'll hover above the enemy, and you can spam square to send out elemental attacks sure. that you can change between all four elements. If you press triangle again, you'll zip right back to it in front of the enemy to do combos and shit. Okay. Um, and then her abilities in general are just like big, wide AOE stuff. You can tell they really put a lot of effort to it. And her partner is really cool. You don't control him directly as if like you would press right on the D-pad and you go over to him. So he's like right 13 kind of um you <laughs> would you can still issue him commands yeah you would issue anybody commands when he has enough atb but if you press l2 synchronize will happen and he'll start performing every th single thing that you do too until you press l2 again so if you want to get double heals off you press l2 use cure you'll both cure yourselves or something like that okay or likewise if you need to chain the stagger rate you can both spam fire twice you know what I mean? To really just sure. get a lot of magic in there. You only get the two party members as far as you can... Yes, yeah. as far as this DLC is concerned. Like, I've played um, two hours and it's just 33% done. So... Yeah, I don't think it was meant to be... It's not going to be very what, long. Why is she in mid Midgar? Oh, uh, she like, she's contacted by a different branch of Avalanche in Midgar. Like, not Barrett and shit. Okay, them. sure. Like, you saw... Why is she joining Avalanche? I'm getting there. 
Um, if you remember in the base game, there was the other Avalanche yeah, yeah. crew that you saw at Jesse's place anyway. Um, but she's like, I'm here to help Avalanche because Avalanche is going to get me into Shinra HQ where I'm going to steal, steal the their best materia they have <laughs> okay. to, to prove to Shinra that Wutani isn't to be trifled with. Yeah. That's that's the DLC story. Which is fine. Okay. Which is fine for me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. But we have a sh- like it's such a short DLC and you're introducing a bunch of fucking Avalanche. Yeah, I thought they were just gonna introduce the idea of that is it Wu Tai? No, no. Like they're uh, the... introducing a bunch of Avalanche like it's same areas you were in in the base game. Right. Well of course. So it's a bunch of Avalanche jobbers that I don't give a fuck about and like they're all dumb and you're like, No, like this like we only have so much time, don't introduce these fucking losers. But besides that, they added a Fort Condor minigame. Right. Uh, Which is located, like, pretty oh, early in the you, game. Yeah, yeah, you can... And there's a bunch of people playing it all around. It's, the, and it's, like, the full-on tower defense? Like, you choose all the different No, it's and, a different game. It's, no. like... It's, like... No, it's... it's Yeah, it's kind of the same. Like, you have your, your half and their half, and you're sending the units on the other side, yeah. and certain units are better against other units. So it's essentially the the same thing except it's a little bit easier to detect how much resources you have to spend on them and shit interesting well yeah. Reed we've quickly run out of time here but we will uh, put everybody to rest by telling them that Marvel's Avengers does plan to add its first Guys, raid it's at Spider-Man it's coming I swear <laughs> uh, and also going to increase the level cap so uh, so all jokes aside that game's selling now because they've discounted the shit out of it it's like 20 bucks um, so people are buying that game now uh, like, but, but, but how gonna, much are they playing it? Right, I don't know. They're gonna get 15 hours in, done the story, and they're done every end game shit. And That's like, right. What do I have left? It's like uh, it's like on OSW where they're just like, oh, this this many people in capacity, but 50 percent of them were given free tickets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's kind of what we're talking about. And then Alan Wake, of course, is getting a remaster, which is a phenomenal game. Uh, and everybody should check it out. Anyways, uh, for myself and Lee at Iceberg Podcast is us. For myself and Lee. Yeah, for myself and Lee. <laughs> myself being Lee and Reed. Uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Leatisiceberg.com is our email address. Send us questions. Stop. We find it interesting. I put it on the show. Uh, didn't get to any pro wrestling this week. Will there be a Sultans of Slam? Andrew really wa- wants seems, to do one. So it I think. seems inevitable. Uh, but we'll see. But all the same, you will hear us back on Public Beta Podcast next week. You can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, let's go. Buy, let's go play Tales of Rise. <laughs>